Welcome back to Private Practice Blueprint. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and if you're new here, this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs where we talk about business skills, clinical skills, and mental health. And we are in the home stretch of season two ending. At the end of May, I'm going to be taking a few months off. This is just a little break I take between seasons on the podcast, which allows for me to create other content and work on other things to support you and your private practice. So we've got a few more episodes to go for season two, and then I will see you again in September. This year, I'm going to be taking June, July, and August off from the podcast, and we'll re- we will resume to season three in September. And you got to see my little pep in the background. That's one thing I love about this new background is you can uh, have some pop-ins of the dogs. So hope you enjoy that too. So today is a big episode. I'm so excited to share this information. I have put together the free private practice blueprint, which is a guide to opening your private practice on a budget. It's important for me in my business coaching to provide both free and affordable resources for you as a business owner. And so I have made the decision to provide a freebie of a step-by-step guide to what you need to focus on in order to open your private practice. So the link will be in the description below. You can also find the link at any time on my homepage, Right next to the trailer video, you'll see some text telling you download the guide to opening your private practice on a budget, as well as the link to be able to access this resource. And I'm so excited to share it with you today because some of us are auditory learners and I wanted to share the guide to opening your private practice on a budget. So you are ready mentally to open your private practice. You've got vision, you've got goals, and the only thing stopping you is the question, what next? What is involved in actually opening your business and getting ready to see clients? Don't worry, I've got you. In this guide, I go over the steps that it takes to open the doors to your private practice, as well as a breakdown of the financial cost of each step along the way. Not all of us come into this field with financial privilege, and a lot of times we stop ourselves from pursuing our private practice dreams because we think that we need a lot of overhead costs in order to run a private practice. The truth is you can open your private practice with just a few hundred dollars and you can minimize your overhead to give yourself room to grow as a business owner. And then you can allow your business expenses to grow with you rather than the other way around. Now, before we dive into the steps and the checklist, I do want to note that I created this guide as a Texas resident. So all of the information I'm sharing is based off of what the Texas licensing boards require for a licensed professional counselor, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and a licensed social worker in the Texas state. So it is important to note that if you are in a different state, you do want to take that extra step to confirm that all of this information is relevant to you opening your private practice. And if there are any things that you need to change in order to abide by your state's rules, make sure that you do that. So let's go through the checklist. 
first thing you need to focus on when you open your private practice is all of the legal paperwork, the paperwork that is required to actually open a business. You want to be sure that you get your PLLC, your EIN, your NPI, and your professional liability insurance. Now, if you have been working as a contractor and in certain situations where you are in an employee in the mental health field, you likely already have your liability insurance under your name. If that's the case, then you would just want to contact your liability insurance and let them know that you are moving into private practice and give them the updated information that is necessary. All of this legal paperwork is going to cost you about $300 to a little over $400, depending on if you had to get new liability insurance or not. Your liability insurance typically costs around $100 to $150, depending on your plan, um, but this may have been something that you already paid for for the year, in which case you only have to consider saving up for the $300 for the PLLC. Your EIN and your NPI are free. Your EIN is your employee identification number. This is what you're using as a business owner in place of your social security number. So when you set up your billing software, when you open your business bank account, if you take out a, a business loan, all of that stuff, you wanna use an EIN, not your social security. This is going to help separate your business from your personal assets. Your NPI is your National Provider Identifier, and this is going to be useful with billing. When someone wants to submit their super bill to get reimbursed by their insurance company, and if you take insurance as a therapist, you need an NPI. That is used around billing information and the insurance world. So that's something you want to make sure to have as a therapist. Your PLLC is your business license. It stands for Professional Limited Liability Company, and you want to start with this over an S-Corp. An S-Corp is, in the long run, going to help you with your taxes and saving some money, but if you're not hitting a certain revenue number, your S-Corp is actually going to cost you a lot of money. So you want to start out with a PLLC when you are early on in your business. The difference with the PLLC compared to the LLC is that LLC is typically used for businesses that are exchanging goods and uh, products, whereas in a PLLC is typically for businesses that are providing a service. So we are our product. Our service is what our business is selling. So we want to have a PLLC for our business license. The next thing that we want to be focused on is our finances. For As a business owner, you are going to be your own accountant, your own bookkeeper, until you can afford to outsource that. Now, managing your finances is going to cost you anywhere from $0 to $15, depending on how well you want to manage your finances. You can get away with spending no money on managing your finances by using a free app like QuickBooks and Wave to do all of your bookkeeping. And I do recommend if you don't have an accountant that you do use one of these two apps. I have heard better reviews about Wave and I know that my accountant uses Wave to do all of my bookkeeping. So I would recommend checking that one out. I've heard that the automation is better than QuickBooks and that it's a bit more user-friendly. But if you want to take your business to the next level and you want to be better at managing your finances as a business owner, I do recommend investing in a budgeting app. 
I personally love You Need a Budget. It's affordable and it's really easy to use. Again, some people do use QuickBooks as their budgeting app and they pay for it, uh, but I've heard that it's not as user-friendly and it's not as customizable as You Need a Budget. So if you do invest in You Need a Budget, you do get a 30-day trial for free. You don't even have to put a card on file and you can see if it works for you. And after that, it's gonna cost you about $14.99 a month. I also recommend that you open up a business bank account, keeping your business money separate from your personal money. This is a really smart way of managing your business finances and again, separating the assets in case Worst case scenario, someone were to sue you or something were to happen, you want to have all of your business revenue going into this business bank account and then use that to pay yourself, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, or once a month, rather than having all of your revenue go into your personal checking account, which also means you don't have as good of a pulse on your finances with your business because you're having to suss it out from all of your personal finances. It, does, it should not cost you any money to open a business checking account. However, some business checking accounts do require that you have a minimum deposit to open that account. But that is something that you could talk about with your bank to see if that's something that could be waived initially or if there's a grace period for you to get some revenue into your business. Next things to focus on are all about marketing and getting those clients in the door. So you want to focus on having a directory profile, at least one, but possibly multiple, and having a website or a landing page. For both of these, you could get away with $0 cost by using websites like Therapy Den, which is a free service, and then there are paid options as well, and using wordpress.org, not .com, to create a free landing page. It's just one page where you can have an ex more extended about me, answer any questions that a, a potential client might have, and just have a space that someone can land on after they find you on a directory or get your name through a referral. So if you want to spend $0 to start out with this, those are some options for you where you're not really having to have too much overhead. And then of course, if you were to invest in paid directories, you would wanna consider the cost of that and that can cost anywhere from $10 up to $30. So that's something to consider with your budget. I do love Inclusive Therapist and recommend that as a paid directory as your Membership also comes with trainings and tons of resources, um, but I think Therapy Den is a really great option as well. And there are new directories out there all the time. You're gonna see so many when you Google them. So you wanna look into which one best meets your needs. And if you were to invest in a website, I personally love WordPress. I think it is a really great website builder. It's so customizable. And once you learn it, it's pretty user-friendly and that's going to cost you somewhere around $15 a month. And of course there are other website builders like Squarespace, Wix, so on and so forth. So you'd want to see which one best meets your needs and consider that in your budget. Next, you want to think about what you need for these new clients. You want to have a way of 
communicating with them. So you want to have a secure email. I personally love G Suite, which costs you about $13 a month. And it is HIPAA compliant when you sign the business agreement form. And there are other secure email options out there. You can do your research and see what fits best for you. But G Suite overall meets my needs and it's very affordable. It also can provide telehealth services. If you use your Google Meet within your G Suite account and you send your link to your clients through that, it is a HIPAA compliant video conferencing option. Next, you want to consider your scheduling software, your billing software, and your telemental health software if you're providing any virtual services. I personally love an all-in-one. For me, that's something I wanted to invest in right away because I did not feel like I wanted to Frankenstein it together. I was able to start my practice with a small handful of clients, so I was able to afford that in my overhead. It's about 50 bucks a month, a little bit more for therapy notes, which is what I use, and they do have a low percentage taken out for credit card processing, so that felt like a great option. Also, their telemental health software is free and comes with your membership cost. So that's a really great EHR option, electronic health records, where you've got it all in one, you can schedule your clients, you can see them virtually, you can bill them through therapy notes and all of it is secure. However, if you wanna save even more money, if you wanna get this down to a minimum cost, you could do scheduling through your Google Calendar, through your G Suite account, or even through whatever personal calendar you use, but you would have to only use client initials. You could use a separate billing software. You do wanna be careful making sure that it's HIPAA compliant. Softwares like PayPal, Venmo, um, they do, share data from for customers so you don't want to use those as you put yourself and your client at risk of violating HIPAA rules. Someone did recently share an app with me that was specifically designed for billing for therapists called Ivy Pay. So the website is talktoivy.com. So that could be worth looking into if you're needing a billing software that you know for sure is going to meet your HIPAA needs. And I like that this one is created specifically for our field. But remember too, if you're not using an EHR, you also need a way of sharing new client information and taking notes. So you wanna consider that as well if you're piecemealing this aspect of your business together. Some people do paper notes and just keep them all in file in their office. You wanna make sure that it's behind two locks in order to be HIPAA compliant. If you're going to do it virtually, you would want to create um, a locked folder on your computer. Some people do use their G Suite Drive to keep all of their client files, but you would wanna look into how you can ensure that that is secure. If you are going to be investing in an office space, you want to take the monthly cost of that office into consideration for your budget, as well as any equipment, office supplies, and furniture that you need. So this is gonna cost you anywhere from a few hundred dollars up to thousands of dollars, depending on how much you need to furnish the space, what all supplies you have to provide for yourself. If you're working from home and you're doing telemental health services, you, you can get away with very, very minimal costs for your overhead. I would say you could get away with spending like $100. You just want to make sure you've got your 
laptop or iPad or whatever you're using for your telemental health services and you want to have a chair to sit in and maybe you want to have a pen and notepad depending on how you take your notes. So uh, there's not as much equipment and office supplies to consider when you are doing online services versus getting an office. New client paperwork, you wanna create that before you see your first client to make sure you have the paperwork on file. So that's gonna be the intake form, payment authorization form, client contact form, practice policies, notice of privacy policies, informed consent of psychotherapy, informed consent for telehealth if you're doing any virtual services, and it's helpful to have templates on file for release of information for any clients that you need that for, as well as fee addendums for any sliding scale clients. And creating all of that paperwork is going to cost you $0. You can create it doing using Microsoft Word or even Google Docs, and then just save it as a PDF or find a way to make it fillable. I personally have everything created as a PDF and then it's in therapy notes and just needs an electronic signature with the exception of the intake paperwork, which I did have to create a fillable form. And honestly, I just borrowed someone else's Adobe Pro on their laptop in order to get that one form complete. And now I have it fillable and ready to go for clients in therapy notes where they can download it, fill out the information and re-upload it for me. I am noticing on this download, it says $300 for new client paperwork. That is an error and will be fixed soon. New client paperwork is $0. And finally, you wanna create a business plan. If you wanna be a smart, thoughtful, proactive business owner and not get into a reactive state, you wanna have a business plan for your year. This includes a marketing plan. How are you gonna get new clients in the door and how are you gonna to market to your ideal client? What are your goals for each quarter that you wanna achieve in order to get business growth? And what are you gonna be focusing on as far as trainings you're investing in and what you're gonna be learning as you embark on this first year of entrepreneurship? By setting up a business plan every year where you break down your goals into actionable items, you are going to be able to stay on track better with your bigger goals for your private practice and actually achieve them, which is what we want to do. We want our practice to grow and become something that is sustainable and rooted in our values. So if you were to minimally invest in all of those categories and take advantage of the categories that can be $0, that's going to bring you to a grand total of $413 to start your private practice. That is the smallest investment you have to make in order to open a successful business and get the ball rolling. If you were to invest in the other options that I offered, like the budgeting app and EHR, so on and so forth, you're going to be looking more at $525 to open your private practice. So not that much more of an investment. And then if you were to go to adding an office space, plus the equipment, furnishing, and supplies that you need for that office, office space, you're going to be looking more at $1,500 to $2,000 to start your private practice. So I hope you can see that on any budget, you can start your private practice and create the space that you have envisioned for yourself and your clients. And that's everything that I've got for the private practice blueprint, the free download that you can access in order to open your private practice on a budget. 
If you would like to download the PDF that goes along with this video, check out the link in the description or on my homepage and take advantage of this free resource. Share the link with anyone who could benefit from this free resource, anyone who is talking about opening their private practice or having a dream of opening it, but unsure of where to start. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It's free and it's the easiest way to support this podcast and help it reach even more people. And share today's episode with a friend, a colleague, or anyone who could benefit from today's information. And be sure to follow me on my other social medias where I post even more content for you and other mental health entrepreneurs. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.